How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good Saturday, Super Bowl morning to you, everyone, and welcome inside Sports Radio 93.7. The fan, Matty Harkins, is behind the glass. He'll be taking your calls and putting you on if you want to talk anything uh, on our list today. And we have a lot on our list today. It's going to be a beautiful weekend in terms of temperature, maybe some rain in there. But, man, some of these temperatures are getting up there where, you know, we're already into February. And March, we're going to get no snow again. Hardly any snow again, which is okay. Except for those of you who love to ski, I get it. I feel your pain. Our show is brought to you by the good people of PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one Cochrane shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Ireland Contracting. You want great roofs? Go to Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call. Also, Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, where they got your back, not your wallet. Fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.com. Text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless they get money for you. All right, where's your money on Super Bowl 58? Is it on the Chiefs or... Would it be on the 49ers? I'm going for the 49ers. I just got a feeling this team is healthy, and when they play the way they're capable of playing, I know it puts a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy. But you know Brock Purdy, he takes kind of a bad rap here because a lot of people are looking at him and saying, well, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Well, he's a system quarterback. Well, this, well, that. Well, if you go back and compare Brock Purdy's regular season to some of the best, and this would include Joe Montana and Steve Young, uh, and, and strictly numbers, which, of course, strictly numbers should matter. You know, ask T.J. Watt that. They matter. We'll get into that in a second. But Brock Purdy this year had 4,200 passing yards, 31 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a passer rating of 113. When you look at 1994 Steve Young's regular season, he had 3,900 yards. That's 300 less than Purdy. He had 35 touchdowns. That's four more than Purdy. And he had the same amount of interceptions with a lesser passer rating. Brock Purdy is the quarterback of the 49ers, and he's a pretty darn good one. And he seems to you know, be stuck in this conversation. You're a systems quarterback. When you're a seventh-round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, people expect you to keep doing it and prove it day after day after day after day after year after year, which is fine. And he has an opportunity on a big stage. I think his support cast is terrific. Christian McCaffrey, with his ability to do everything in the pass game and the run game, he was the offensive player of the year, and I thought that was the right call. He's got two really good people on the outside, and Ayuk and Samuel. He's got a great tight end and Kittle. He's got an unbelievable uh, fullback and Ushak and a good defense. Now, on the other side of it, you're dealing with Patrick Mahomes, and the dude's already a Hall of Famer. I mean, there's no doubt about it. 
Uh, if you look at his last six playoff games, you know, he's 6-0, and 11 touchdowns, and zero interceptions. <laughs> you can't get any better than that, really. He's 14-3 and all-time all in his career in playoff starts. And with a win here today, he will join Tom Brady, Joe Montana, as the only two to have 15 wins and basically uh, over a 112 passer rating in those games. So, I mean, the guy's... He's not even 30 years old. So it's a daunting assignment. Kansas City's defense is better than what most people think. So it should be very interesting. And we got it for you on KDK TV. It's your home of Super Bowl 58. We have a lot of prop bets I want to get into a little bit later. Jim Colony touched on some of them. Most of them involve Taylor Swift, but there's some other interesting ones. And I'm wondering what you would do with some of these bets. Now let's get to the TJ Watt snub. Because I don't know how you're supposed to vote on this stuff other than with hard, cold facts. We're in a metric society, which to me means you are dealing with things that don't necessarily exist but could exist. In other words, pressure rate. What is pressure rate? You know, I understand why people think it's important and how you, you, know, you start grading people in the metric um, formula that a lot of these organizations use. And listen, it's a deep dive. It is. It's good. It tells you a lot. But it doesn't tell you the ultimate number that you're trying to get after, which are hardcore stats. T.J. Watt had an amazing season. He was better statistically in almost every category than Miles Garrett, who's a very good player. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. But T.J. Watt did everything he was supposed to do. In some of these metrics, they tell you that, well, Miles Garrett had to deal with double and triple teams. You're telling me T.J. Watt didn't? You're telling me he didn't? Yes, he did. It made life a lot easier for Alex Highsmith. But yet he still put up the kind of numbers he was supposed to put up. All right? And then you look at, to me, the biggest sign that T.J. Watt is your defensive player of the year is how he finished the year versus how Miles Garrett finished the year. We talked about this this past week, Monday here when I was here, or whatever day I was on the Cook and Joe show, that, you know, Miles Garrett had one sack in his final six games. That's it. He had no forced fumbles. He had no fumble recoveries. Had T.J. Watt went on a binge with seven tackles, 13 quarterback pressures, down the stretch that got them into the playoffs. Cleveland got in, and they got immediately eliminated. And guess what? Houston's defense made him a non-story because Miles Garrett did nothing in that game. I'm just saying, I don't know what you're supposed to base this on other than the statistical evidence. The statistical evidence is heavily in favor of T.J. Watt. And I say that knowing that people are going to call and say, oh, you're, you're from Pittsburgh, you got this view. That, I'm, not, I'm looking at it strictly from what I see. Like, the other thing that struck me is, and, and by the way, I'm so happy for Cam Hayward. Nobody deserves this uh, Walter Payton man of the year more than Cam Hayward. You see what he does day to day. And, you know, he and Sidney Crosby in a rarefied air of, of just all-time greats. And I'm not even talking about their on-the-field contribution. I'm talking about what they do for a city that they come into and inherit as their own. So, you know, the bottom line there is kudos to Cam Hayward. He deserved it. But, you know, a lot of debate about DeMar Hamlin. And, and listen, it's, it's an award. DeMar Hamlin has overcome the ultimate <laughs> uh, adversity, which is almost dying on the field. And, and for me, that's enough to do it. I get that he didn't play. I get he's not a regular. I get that probably he shouldn't have even been on a roster. Uh, but, you know, Buffalo saw through the entire – 
you know, rehab of, of his heart situation and what happened to him. He was on it, very limited play. I understand why there should be a component about playing. I get it. But I think this was an extenuating circumstance that was different, that the, the man nearly died. In fact, many thought he was dead. Uh, and they go through an extensive uh, process just to get back. So when you talk about comebacks, I don't think it's a bigger comeback. Although I will understand if those of you think he didn't do it on the field, why he shouldn't have gotten it. It went to Joe Flacco. If I'm going to base it on field, I'd go to Baker Mayfield, not Joe Flacco. So that's just me. 412-928-9370 is the number. Again, 412-928-9370. Also talking about the Penguins. I want to get into this because points are precious, and they had potentially some available last night, and they got none. 3-2 Minnesota win. Marc-Andre Fleury, 1,000 games. And on this particular night, it's very interesting how it worked out uh, because when you when you think of uh, you know the Penguin contingent that was there, they gave a beautiful – uh, painting that Cody Sable, who's one of my favorite people in Pittsburgh, great uh, painter, speed painter, did for a commemorative uh, look at Marc-Andre Fleury's career. Crosby presented it to him pregame in the locker room. Um, but he, Sidney Crosby got a goal against Marc-Andre Fleury. That's awesome. And it just so happened to move him past Mark Recchi. All that on one goal in one game. Who would have thought? That's uh, That's what makes it pretty interesting. But the Penguins gave everything they could late in the game to try to force the uh, tying goal, but they find themselves in that position quite a bit. They're always trying to pull the goalie and get an extra shot to force overtime and then probably lose an overtime point. Uh, I thought they played a good game last night, but I thought Marc-Andre Fleury and his teammates blocked a lot of shots. They were into it. 3-2, your final score. There was a debate, and this is one of the things that is really difficult for me with replay. It took seven minutes and 13 seconds last night to look at a replay. Normally, when it goes that long, the call on on the ice should st- should it should stand, which it did. But they don't have cameras everywhere, and this was a very unusual challenge by the Penguins. By the way, Madison and CJ, their Pens video coaches, do a wonderful job at this. They're really on top of a lot of things. So, um, puck apparently went up over the glass into the netting. You couldn't tell. The Penguin players, all every one of them on the ice, seemed to indicate that it was over the netting, into the netting. Anyway, nothing was called. Play continued. They end up getting a goal by Kirill Kaprizov to be the, the game winner. So the Penguins challenged that, which is a hard challenge because there are not many video replay angles that show this conclusively. It went on for 7 minutes and 13 seconds, which is far too long, and they eventually said, nope, it didn't because it was inconclusive. That was one that I don't know how you saw. I don't know how you can challenge it knowing that there are not many cameras that will confirm or deny that. So... But anyway, they lose the game, and now they got to go to Winnipeg, a team which they beat here last week. Winnipeg's a good team at home. Penguins need points. They're still in uh, out of the playoff picture, and they're five points out of the second wild card. Time is ticking. they got a lot of games coming up, points, points, points. they got issues. They can't score outside of the, the main people on that front line. That's about it. Ricard, Ricard Raquel needs to do more, and if you're going to do it, you better put him in positions to do it because that could be a wasted contract knowing that Jake Gensler is still without one. 412, excuse me, 412-928-9370. We're going to take a break. We got Dave. Hang on, Dave. You're going to be first up when we come back. And the lines are open for you. Again, 412-928-9370 is the number. You can hit me up on Twitter at KD Pump. We continue till 1 o'clock. We're right here on the Bob Pompiani program on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast super bowl 58 tomorrow on kdk tv all day pregame postgame the game halftime show which is a little bit interesting to me in the way that it's evolved tomorrow's halftime is supposed to be 49 minutes long. You're trying to determine who's the best two teams, and yet you give them an hour in between halves. It seems it's getting longer and longer. I get it. I understand why. It's why they charge $5,000 for tickets and everything else. But, man, um, it's going to drag a little bit in terms of if you're a player, you want to get out there and play again. It's normally 12 minutes to put it in perspective. This one's expected to be 49 minutes. 412. 928-9370 928-9370 is the number. Bob Pompiani with you until 1 o'clock today, and Paul Alexander follows. Let's go out to Dave in Moon Township, our first caller. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, Bob, how you doing? I'm well. What's um, up? Um, well, since you're the only person in this town that has an interest in the NBA talk show-wise, I figured I'd call you with this question. Well, Mueller likes um, it, too. Both Mueller and Pony like it, too. I, I love talking about it, though, because I don't think it's talked about enough. I totally agree with you. Um I'm a Celtics fan, so for that and other reasons, I'm not a LeBron James fan, okay? My question is about his son, Bronny, okay, who I have nothing against. I know he had a heart incident this summer. I'm glad he's doing good. Um, you know who Brian Windhorst is, I, I would say? Yeah, from ESPN, yes. Yeah, I think he does an excellent job. Okay, the other day he was talking about, well, the, the Lakers might not get to draft Bronny if they finish in the lottery because the Pelicans can take their pick. The last time I checked... Bronny James was averaging 5.6 points a game for a team at USC that is not very good at all. I have nothing against the kid, but this is why people get turned off by pro athletes because LeBron James is going to say, oh, you got to draft him if I'm going to stay here or I'm going to go to another team. The kid's performance does not justify drafting him. If, if his name wasn't Bronny James, no one would be paying any attention to him. Totally agree. He also makes $7 million in NIL money. Because he's, oh, I didn't know that was yeah. well. Good for him. I don't. I don't no, begrudge I, him. Well, I, I, first of all, I have a problem with the way this NIL is all is going. 
It's making it impossible. A lot of these coaches are leaving because they don't want to deal with it. You could tell me all about change, change, change. I get it. Things evolve. But this was going from zero all the way to this kind of money, and it's getting it's only going to get worse if, if they don't step in and do something about it. You can defend athletes what? getting paid all you want, and I would agree. But when it gets to this point, you're now telling me there's only a handful of schools with deep-pocketed boosters who may be able to do this. And it, it just it doesn't seem right. It doesn't feel right to me. No, I hear you there, but these coaches are okay when they break contracts. I know, get, I've heard know, all that. I'm I not get saying it. it isn't out of out of control, but the coaches are, are selfish too. They want it all their way, and it's about time that the kids got more than a scholarship when they're bringing in millions. I'm a Penn Stater, okay? You're bringing in 100,000 people per game. You know, you're bringing in a ton of money to Penn State. I don't have a problem with those kids getting whatever they can get. They're and I'm not debating that, but ask some offensive yeah. linemen who I've talked to about what they get versus what the star player gets. If you're going to do well, it, I mean. Yeah, I, I hear you there, but um, – running backs don't get paid as much as wide receivers or cornerbacks. Do I think that's fair? Not necessarily, but it's the way it is. No, and, I get you it. Know. Listen, as far yeah, as he's concerned, you. I agree with you, Dave. I don't think, uh, you know, this is, reminds me of the uh, LaMelo Ball and the Ball family and how all of exactly. them, you know, same exactly. thing. You, 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 you know, the squeaky door gets the oil, you know, and he, the dad yeah. kept just mouthing off. And next thing you know, all of, you know, but they're not that great, to be honest with you. Maybe LaMelo is, but the rest of them aren't to me. You're totally right. Well, I appreciate you taking my call. All right. Thank you, Dave. By Take the care. way, I, yeah, uh, Trey Young, uh, we don't talk often about this, but I, I'm a big fan of Trey Young. And if you're not uh, in Atlanta, you know, he was here once when March Madness came to, um, Ac- or to PPG Paints Arena. And watching him play was pretty remarkable, to be honest. And and now in Atlanta, not a very good team. Uh, If you look at what he's done in his first 400 games, he had another 30-point 10 assist game last night. And he's one of the best no-look passers going. Uh, He is now right behind only one person with the most 30-point 10 assist games in history through 400 games, and that would be Oscar Robertson. That's it. Uh, He needs to go to a team that actually can maybe win something or they need to do a better job of supporting him with people around him. By the way, one of my favorite stories, uh, we did this on KDK. Craig McConnell, our producer, went out and spoke with the uh, Watson family of South Fayette. And I think this is a remarkable story. Justin Watson, who is uh, from Bridgeville, uh, I remember covering him when they won a WPIO championship at South Fayette uh, for Joe Rossi, and uh, then he won a state championship. He goes on. He wasn't heavily recruited out of uh, high school at all. Ends up in the Ivy League. He wins a couple of Ivy League championships with Penn and had a big role in that. He was eventually drafted by Tampa Bay. Two years later, they bring in Tom Brady. He's part of that team. He gets a Super Bowl ring. They, uh, you know, move on from him. He goes to Kansas City. Last year, he gets another Super Bowl ring. And guess what? He's back for more. This would be his third Super Bowl ring in three years, giving him seven total rings before the age of 30. And I count the WPIAL ring, the PIAA ring, and the two Ivy League rings. They're all rings. The dude is a ringmaster. Justin Watson, and that's an interesting thing to watch tomorrow for Kansas City, although he hasn't really put up the numbers. Uh, it's more Rasheed Rice right now. Let's go out to the counselor who joins us on the cell here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Hey, counselor. Hi, Bob. Uh, just wanted to point out that uh, the Penguins, uh, their power play constantly is trying to look for the tic-tac-toe play, and they it's just not goals aren't scored in that way on a consistent enough basis. It's, it's got it. It's called the, you know, greasy goal, whatever you want to do it. I was happy to see Jeff Carter out in front of the net 
Yes. On that one, and then I, I think he, that's a great role for him. You know, he doesn't have the speed he used to. So, but you know, I think he has the hands and the reach. Can, you know, in that Winnipeg game, yeah, the, and reach. the reach. Yeah, and last and night, I you think, know, they they had a six on four at the end of the game when they pull a goalie. He should have been out there. I don't think right. he was. I think it was Rust and, and uh, Gensel and Crosby and Malkin and then Latang and Carlson. Um, you know, and, and well, listen, they put a lot of pressure on. But again, trying to work, work, work for the perfect lane is not going to work necessarily. Get it on there and then crash it and see what happens. Yeah. And see if we get a rebound. And uh, okay, the other thing I was going to point out is is this. Um, I don't think Ryan Tannehill the answer unless they really don't think they can sign um, uh, Mason Rudolph. I, yeah, I, I I just, you know, yeah, Grant, it'd be a nice training thing, but what happens when uh, Pickett gets hurt? I mean, and the sec- second thing is, I, I think Rudolph should be given a more than just a puncher's chance of winning the job and if he's going to be re-signed. I hear that they're not. Well, they that, say that, that, but I don't know if it's legit or not just because they, they have a lot invested in Pickett and they want to see Pickett take the next step, and that's why they've brought in all these new offensive guys, starting with Arthur Smith. Thanks, Counselor, for the call. i got to go to a break. I uh, appreciate your input, as always, 412-928-9370. But the first thing it has to fall is, is Mason Rudolph, what his decision is before he gets to free agency. Uh, and that will happen before the draft because at some point they're going to have to draft another quarterback, I think. Um, later in the rounds, potentially, if not earlier, depending on how they view things. But, you know, there are some other options out there, and I'm not going to rule any of them out, as Art Rooney told me. He's not ruling anything out. We'll see how it goes and what's available to there. Uh, but they need more people in that room, more comp, and more. They need Kenny Pickett to take the next level. And if he doesn't this year, this is it. This is his make or break season, because then you're dealing with, you may have to start the whole process over if it doesn't work that way. So. It is big for that point of view. There's no question about it at 412-928-9370. Thank you to PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one Cochrane shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call and Iron Rock Tap House. If you're in Greensburg, it's a great place to go to watch all the games, including Super Bowl 58 tomorrow. Come see what everyone is talking about at Iron Rock Tap House. We'll continue here with more calls. Lines are open for you right now at 412-928-9370. San Francisco, Kansas City, who do you like and why? Do you have a problem with Devin Hester getting in the Hall of Fame? I saw a lot of people who did. He's the first pure kick returner who's gotten in this way. We'll debate that, and we'll talk about Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, Penguins Wild, now Penguins Jets tonight. They need points all coming up right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We roll along at 412-928-9370. Lines are wide open. Call if you'd like to talk about anything uh, regarding... The Super Bowl, the Steelers, Arthur Smith adding on to his staff, and now there seem to be two quarterback coaches. Not sure exactly what's going on there. Um, but, you know, this offseason is going to be a very eventful one for the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they try to do in order to get more points. And that's the thing. Get more points. We've talked about this. Preseason last year looked like they were uh, going to be doing that based on their preseason performance and how good it looked, and all of a sudden things changed uh, as the season began. All right, I'm going to bring this up because part of Hall of Honors this week, we talked about Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, uh, all of this other stuff, but they announced their Hall of Fame class of 2024, and one of the guys in it is Devin Hester. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter here, in fact, a lot of people have hit me up saying, what do you think? Is this, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, well, because he's, I mean, he's known as that, as a return man, but I don't know how you can deny his impact on the game. And to me, I'm all for special teams people. You know, kickers, punters, if you're good enough. You know, Ray Guy, you said it, you, you know, you become a standard. Devin Hester was the best at what he did, you know. Um, so he should be in the Hall of Fame, absolutely. 20, think about this, 20 returns for touchdowns. No one else in the history of the game has done that. 20 returns, and that's, you know, he plays some wide receiver, but let's not kid anyone. He was a kick return specialist, and that's what he did. He had over 3,300 of receiving, of uh, return yards, I should say. Think about that also, and look at some of the people who do it today. You're never going to find another Devin Hester. So if you think he doesn't belong, I'm sorry you're not thinking properly because he does, and I think special teams is a big part of the game. Therefore, they should be considered all the time. All right. Uh... I want to get back to the Penguins a little bit because they need help. They need scoring. If you, if I had told you at the beginning of the season that the Penguins would be one of the best teams in the NHL in preventing goals, you would have thought that they would be competing for the division championship in a metropolitan division. They are one of the best teams in preventing goals. Their goaltending has not been an issue. In fact, it's been a big advantage. And yet here they are struggling uh, five points out of the second wild card. Time is ticking away, and they need points. And they can't do it when you score two goals a night, like they did last night. They have to have more contributions from other people. Crosby got his 28th last night on a beautiful setup by Carlson, and it was very interesting to me that he beat Marc-Andre Fleury in getting that goal. But also, outside of him, Riley Smith scored woohoo. They need more people to score goals. They have not gotten the kind of contributions they need, and if they don't get it, they're going to be in a situation where they're going to be outside of the playoffs once again. This team needs to get in. If they get in and play the way they're capable, I think they can do some uh, positive stuff in the postseason. But getting there is going to be a problem based on how they're playing. And again, there's, what, 32, 33 games left. 
They need to start coming up with points. Tonight will be tough. Back-to-backers. You got the Jets, a team they beat last week here in Pittsburgh, but the Jets are good at home. And it'll be Jari against Hellebuck in that game. I'm anxious to watch it the day before the Super Bowl. One other note before I go back to John and Imperial, and that would be uh, the wasted management golf. I call it the wasted management. It's one of my bucket list items. I got to get out there and watch it in one of those stands on number 16. But Andrew Novak, a lot of people wonder about how the PGA Tour is going to do without all the big names who've gone to live. The answer is quite well. They have a lot of talented guys. You may not know them yet, but you will. Wyndham Clark won last week at the Pebble Beach. Uh, Andrew Novak came in yesterday or Thursday, ranked 307th in the world. He shoots 65-65. He's tied for the lead at 12 under par. Names that you don't know yet, but you will. The PGA Tour is just fine. 412-928-9370. John and Imperial is up right now on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Hello, John. How are you? Bob, Bob, how you doing? Hey, first off, I, w- I wonder why that podcast you had an idea of doing a podcast in the sauna never took off. I'm going to make it take off. Don't worry. I'm working on All it. All right. Hey, the, re- the reason I was calling is I'm hearing this talk about bringing Russell Wilson and bringing in another quarter couch or something, and I'm thinking – are they implying that Pickett's not trying hard enough to be good and they're saying they need someone to push him? I always thought he was a self-motivated, uh, try-hard kind of guy. Why, why do they think bringing in another quarterback is well, going to make Well, him first of better? all, they haven't said that. That's all media speculation. Russell Wilson is not coming here. I would bet uh, largely against that. Um, the Justin Fields thing intrigues me only because they're, they're, they're in a position in Chicago where they're going to draft a quarterback, and if they do, they, have, you know, they can't have both. Uh, on there. The the only stipulation with him, if you make a trade for him, no matter who it is, you're going to have to pick up his fifth-year option at $22 million. And that may be fine if he does what he's capable of doing. As far as Kenny Pickett, he just needs to make better decisions and be more patient in the pocket. If you can teach that to a guy, that's what he needs to be taught. I think he has a lot of talent. I think he's a smart kid. I think he works tirelessly at doing it. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes you need patience with evaluating quarterbacks. But this patience is running out. This is going to be a big year for him. Yeah, I agree. It's like for me, when you see him move out of the pocket, so fact, he, there's no way he can go through his progressions when he's constantly moving like no, he does. No, it, it limits your field vision. You can't see the other end of the field when you're running le- you know, left versus right or whatever. So I think that's going to be the number one thing. But, yeah. again, Mason Rudolph showed you that he could do that. He stood in there and made plays down the yeah. field. Exactly, which tells you maybe the offense is okay. <laughs> well, we'll see. It's going to be in different hands this year. Yep. All right, John, thank you for the call. Appreciate it at 412-928-9370. Let's go to Tim in Periopolis. Hey, Tim, how are you? Hey, Bob, how you doing today? I'm good. What's up? Hey, Bob, uh, I enjoy your show. You do a great job. Uh, Appreciate it. On the T.J. Watt thing, uh, I mean, he at least won two or three games for the Steelers. How many games did uh, the guy from Cleveland win? I didn't watch every one of their games closely. I mean, he's one of the best in the game, but there's a large difference in statistical evidence that T.J. Watt should be the defensive player of the year. If you're going to oh, exactly, get into yeah. the gray area of pressure rates and who's involved in double teams and triple teams, if you're telling me that T.J. Watt is not being focused on by other offenses as the man to stop on their defense, you're crazy. You're not watching the same game I am, just as Miles Garrett is targeted. But guess what? T.J. Watt fought through that. Not only did he get pressure, he got actual contact. He got actual numbers. Numbers to me trump any of these metric myths. You know what I mean? 
I totally agree with you, Bob. And uh, real quick, what's your outlook? <laughs> I hate to say this, but what do you think about the Pirates this year? I'm optimistic they're going to be better. They made a big jump last year, Tim. Thank you for the call. But I think they have some young players. I'm I'm gauging this on young player development. They need it to happen quickly. Uh, the, to me, they haven't spent enough in this offseason. They brought in a bunch of 30-some-year-olds, same kind of uh, game plan here. Some may work, some may not. But they need their, their system to work for them. And they have some very interesting talent, starting with Skeens, but it goes beyond him. They have uh, this uh, lefty pitcher who I really like, Salamento. He's a guy who I don't know if he's capable of being up here by the end of the year, but they have, you know, they, they need guys in their system to develop. And um, Tamar Johnson's going to be a good one, it looks like. He's one of the highest rated position guys in baseball, let alone in the Pirate organization. 412 928 Joe in Verona is up right now. Joe, what's up? Bob, good morning. Hey. Listen, two things, comment on Watts and one on Rooney. Uh, is it true, Joe uh, Starkey said yesterday, that three of those voters did not even have Watt on their ballot? Is that true? I haven't seen that, but if Joe researched it, I believe his research, I don't know. I, and said that He was so upset yesterday, and to hear that would make me sick. But the thing about Rooney is I think him and his dad, Dan, was a little different. I know that uh, – uh, Dan had patience with uh, uh, Noel about four years in a row. They didn't get to the playoffs in uh, 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 Cowher three years. But, you know, he said that, well, all the players love uh, Tom and, and they respect him. Well, you know, there's a lot of college coaches and maybe some even head coaches and the pros that are respected and loved by their team. But, you know, after a while, it's results. It's not just average and uh you know, just boredom. In other words, he's going to give him two more years. That's three years. I'm going to be three years older, and I'm going to go ten and seven, nine and eight. Well, I mean, that's what that's what people think. I will tell you this, Joe, and thanks for the call. I think that Art Rooney is getting impatient. He said so. He's used that word, urgency. I get it. But I also want to go back to a conversation I remember having with the late ambassador Dan Rooney. This is when there was an interesting debate going on about. Cow, they had three straight, if I'm not mistaken, three straight sub-500 years. And there was a big little infighting going on between Tom Donahoe and Bill Cower. Um, and Dan Rooney, uh, remember saying, you know, I, I believe in what I see and what I see every single day. Bill Cower is still the right man for the job. I'm going to extend him. And he did. And a lot of people thought that was crazy. I, you know, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I think that Art looks at that the same way. Is he wrong? Is he right? We'll find out in time. But stability is good. Sometimes it's not so good. In the case of the Steelers, largely over the years it's been good. We'll see if that pans out for them this year. But I think that's the same logic going into this one. They think they have the right guy. They're trying to bring other people in, more vision, more voices in this room offensively, and we'll see if it, if it matters. We got Tom, we got Stan. Hang on, we're going to talk some Penguins with you guys. You'll be first up when I come back. We got to take a break. I want to remind you that our show is brought to you by PNC Bank, number one, Cochran, Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, Ireland Contracting, and Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. We have fan weather for you. If you look outside, it's going to be a nice warm day. It's brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado and 1500 trucks. Considerable cloudiness, a little rain today, drizzle. The temperature will approach 65 degrees. The record uh, was back in 1959, 65. We'll see if that happens. Tonight, passing shower, low of 35. That's your fan weather. I'm Bob Pompiani. Tom and Oakmont, Stan and McCandless, hang on. You're coming up next right here as we continue with Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.
Welcome back. Hour number two of the program on a Saturday. I could call it a sultry Saturday because it's going to be in the 60s today. A lot of people are out doing stuff. Yes, it's drizzling potentially, but so what? It's February. It's an unbelievable stretch of weather we've had, and it looks like it's going to continue. Who knows when it will end? Anyway, 412-928-9370. Joel Nelson is now in the hot seat. He's made his way in. The familiar voice of Joel Nelson. He'll be here all the way through what time? Five o'clock. Five o'clock. Paul Alexander starts at 1. In the meantime, you can call Joel. He'll put you on with me at 412-928-9370. You can hit me up on Twitter at KD Pump. Show brought to you by PNC Bank, number one Cochrane, Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, Ireland Contracting, and Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. And fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Key and Peters Township, South Hills Key at .net. And fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they say there's never a fee unless they get money for you. So we have a lot that we covered in the first hour, and instead of repeating all of it, I know a lot of people want to talk about it, beginning with the Penguins and the Wild. That happened last night. The Penguins come away with a 3-2 regulation loss, zero points for that one. Let's go to Tom in Oakmont, who's been very patient waiting here. Tom, thank you for waiting, and now you're on the air. Yeah, uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, yeah, I got a simple idea. It's like uh, what they're asking on the power play. Uh, they think they get uh, the uh, uh, big guys are getting uh, too too fine, and they just want them to whack at the net. Well, it would make sense to me. That's what the lower cast uh, players do. They, just, they they're not as fine. They just take a whack at the net. Throw one, two, three. Throw a bunch of them guys in and, and see where you end up. I mean, it can't be any worse, right? Yeah, the night that we saw, Tom, um, the Penguins get two power play goals on a five-minute major to Brendan Dillon uh-huh. of the Jets, who hit um, Nola Chari in the head. He got a three-game suspension. The first oh. unit and the second unit both scored on that. It took a while. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, those guys just uh, – it's more of a lunch pail mentality. Yeah, you know, right. you just get in there and – Yeah, and, and when they whack away. Like even last night, okay, they got a power play goal, but it was a thing of art from Carlson to Crosby, who was on his uh, knee. And that looks great and everything, yeah. but I don't know how yeah. – Crosby's good at making that happen. But if you're looking for that kind yeah. of play all the time, it's just not going to work. Yeah, that was probably the worst thing that could happen to them. They, they, they'd have been better to go uh, with a drought and, uh, you know, and use uh, this idea. Throw, throw some grunts in there, some guys that, you know, they'll be excited and all their energy will be up for one thing and let them go. Let the, throw some grunts in. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Bob. I like what you said, grunts. <laughs> Put those grunts in there. Uh, well, they got to get production from everywhere. They're not getting enough secondary scoring at all for my liking. Ricard Raquel was a contract that I didn't think they needed to go long-term to that point. I would have rather spent the money on Gensel, which is still going to be the biggest moving here into the March deadline. What are they going to do? So far, no deal for Jay Gensel. Are they talking? He's already rejected them reportedly once. How much is it going to take? They can do it. I don't think there's any question. They can do it because they're going to lose money at the end of this. This contract wouldn't take place until next year, and Jeff Carter won't be around next year. At least I don't think so because his contract expires. Cap's going up. They'll probably shed a few other people along the way. So they can do it. But let's say he wants money that they're not capable of agreeing to. Let's say he wants $10 million a year. Um, you know, He can make that claim based on what he's done, especially in the postseason. And if they don't want to deal with that, then what? You know, then they got a situation where they're going to have to make a decision because the last thing you want to do is go through this season, no contract, and he decides he's moving on and testing free agency. You're not going to get much in return, if at all. So I think they have to have that situation come into clearer focus over the next couple of weeks. 
412-928-9370. Greg in Youngstown calls right now. He's on the air. What's up, Greg? Hey, Bob. Hey, first off, I'm going to say something about Cook. It's still be missed. But my prediction next year is he'll be back in Pittsburgh, back at the fans next year at this time. My prediction. Ron. He'll be, Ron will be back next year. He will get bored and come back to Pittsburgh. Uh, he may get bored. I think boredom happens when you, you cold turkey just drops something that you've done for your entire life. I get that. But I don't know if he's going to – he's made a big commitment to this, Greg. I don't think he will be. He may call in a few times. Maybe there's a special, you know, couple times a week he could do it virtually or whatever. He has sports in his blood. I can't see him sitting home all day. Hey, about the Super Bowl, uh, I like the 49ers. McCafferty is going to have 150 yards and receiving and running. So I think the 49ers will win the game. I just think they have enough power, enough weapons, and their defense is good enough. I think Kansas City, and they haven't scored a lot of points this year, Kansas City. I don't think they could get into a shootout with the 49ers if they get on, on a roll. No, I agree with that. I do. And, and here's the other thing I think, Greg. The one thing that has really been a bugaboo for them, the Chiefs, all year, is drop passes. They led the NFL in them. Although, in these three playoff games that they play, they only dropped three passes total. That's far reduced than what it was during the regular season. So I think Patrick Mahone's numbers do not look as good, mostly because he had guys drop passes. Um, And that's going to be a big part of tomorrow. We'll see which teams stay away from mistakes. But as I said, Greg, in his last six playoff games, all wins, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions for Mahomes. He he doesn't make mistakes in some of these big games. Yeah, I I just think it's a different team he's playing this year. And – and also, the owners are from Youngstown, so you got to go with people from Youngstown, right? <laughs> I had a you feeling you were going to go there. Bro. Yeah, yeah Jed York I'm not, I'm not is a DeBarlo guy. Taylor Swift, period, period. So that's that what do you have against Taylor Swift? I just think she's a media, you know what? But and it's not I, her I, fault I, that she's doing. That. I mean, uh, they're. You, you, I mean, I play. You know what though? I'm just tired of her. I'm tired of the Chiefs. I'm tired of the whole garbage. <laughs> I don't like Mahomes. I don't like his wife. They're the most unlikable team in football right now. And anybody that played him might be rooting against this team right now. So, Greg, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> I think a lot of people do agree with that, by the way. But, uh, listen, it's not her fault. But he brought up some of these bets. They have a ton of bets here, prop bets, which, Joel, I know you, you look at some of these things. I don't know if you bet them. I think it's crazy to bet some of these things because I don't think how you, you can know an answer. And I think there'll be an inside fix on some of them. You know what I mean? Like uh, how many times somebody's going to be viewed – if you're, if you're in the truck as part of the national broadcast, if you get a glimpse of some of these, you're going to say, wait a minute, I control this. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, that's so, the one cool thing about those for those guys. Well, here's some of these. Will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift? Plus 1,000. I could see it if they win. Uh, no. No? Where? On the field? Yeah. No. Sure, she comes down to the field at the end of the game? No, I think a better chance is having her ride uh, with Mickey and Minnie Rouse. Uh, he's the MVP, and then and, and they do it at Disney. Down at Disneyland, yeah. All right, here's another bet that we'll not have. Will Taylor Swift, if proposed to, say no to Travis Kelsey? Plus 5,000. Those are the odds on that? hmm Wow, that's a pretty good bet. Here's one that's a, a cinch. Will Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift be shown kissing on the field if they win? Yes. Yeah, will. that's almost guaranteed um, if they win. Will Chiefs win and Swift Kelsey announce pregnancy before marriage? Plus 3,300. <laughs> these are a little, yeah, a little wild. Little... These, these are the things that you get. That's crazy. But here's one that I like. It has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. Which touchdown celebration will happen first? I'm going to give you choices. The Gronk spike. The home run hit, you know, the swing and the home run hit, the Lambo leap, the gritty, 
or Dion Highstep? Those are your choices. Which would you choose? My answer would be the gritty. I'm going to go with the spike. The Gronk spike. I'm take Especially the Gronk if, it's, spike. if it's Kelsey, you know it's going to be the spike. Absolutely. Right? All right. Here's another one that I think is interesting. Uh, what will first be said by broadcasters? The GOAT or Mr. Irrelevant? I'm going to say Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, me too. Brock Purdy. Because that's, the, the, that's the storyline, As right? the 49ers offense gets announced, yeah. Right. All right, back to the lines we go. We have Guy in California where it's been raining for about seven days. Are they building an arc out there, Guy? Yeah, I'm ready for the big one. Hey, especially the earthquake that we're all going to get soon. But listen, Bob, I just I just want to say that, uh, you know, with Ron Cook's retirement, you know, you, you are now among the media's senior observers of Pittsburgh sports. And, you know, unlike a, a lot of the younger folks, I mean, you have a, who, who don't really have any kind of institutional memory. You know, I appreciate the fact that you realize that, you know, Pittsburgh teams are not entitled. And I always hear this word entitled that they're somehow entitled to winning and, and uh, championships. I mean, they have to be earned. But just changing the subject a little bit, two quick things and I'll go. One is, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, say you're welcome for uh, not allowing the Oilers to beat the uh, <laughs> 17 the games. Win right. record. And the other thing is, and, and on a little more serious issue, you had talked about, you know, the, the how money's affecting the, the NFL. You see it in the, the halftime games. You know, I'm worried about the NFL expansion overseas. You know, because you wonder who's going to own the team and, and, and where it'll be. And that's, that's, a, that's kind of a complicated issue. I'll just be real quick. I mean, is it going to be another corporation? Is it going to be a, uh, another idiot savant hedge fund um, pavilionaire who – who owns a team in, uh, in in Carolina. I mean, I think the day, last point, I think the days of the organic owners who love their teams is, is gone. I mean, you think, you know, the Rooney's, L. Davis, Hallis, and, and, and football, Ed Snyder, the Hunts. With the Flyers, and Jerry Buss with the L.A. Lakers. Those, guys, those days are gone. I mean, what's your thought about the NFL expanding? Well, I, I, honestly, guy, I don't think we're going to see that anytime soon. I think they're expanding their global marketing. You're going to see games there. In fact, next year, the first Friday of the calendar season for them, they're going to play in Brazil, which, you know, I don't know. Uh, Philadelphia will give up their home game to play there against one of nine teams, uh, one of whom is uh, the, the Steelers. So I don't think that's what happen. I, I think they're always going to try to get overseas just because it's it's uh, you know an untapped resource when it comes to marketing money. But as far as having a you're suggesting a team be located in London or right. you know I, I don't think we're going to see that. I, I just think it's too difficult to to maintain travel consistency with people. I, I think it's too much. I don't I'm, down the road maybe, but I don't. To me, you're not going to see that anytime soon. Didn't one last question? Didn't one team play two games overseas this year? They stayed yeah. there to see how it. That's kind of a trial run, don't you think? It is, but I, I think the, the results are that I don't think people would be. The, the time differences make it very difficult. Television money matters, and I don't think people want to watch morning television seven in the morning to watch a game that is big importance. You know, I, I just it seems like it's too much uh, involved with this. So I, I don't see it anytime soon. Potentially down the road, maybe, but not now. Yeah, I, you're probably right about the time issue, but I think, you know, think about hockey, for example. These games that are on the West Coast that I watch out here, 
I mean, for us, they start at seven. They're ten o'clock your time, and I, three I, hours I, is a lot different than six hours or fourteen hours. Some of these locations that I'm talking about, they got a massive time difference, which is why Olympic know, games sometimes don't get the ratings they want live because they're, they happen really weird hours here in the United States. Yeah, but if a team plays their like, one last thing, if teams play their First of all, they, you could get a team, for example, in Mexico City, where you could get a team, which is whatever time zone there, and with the central or what, where a team that's in, in, in Europe is only a five-hour difference. If they play their night games. Um, I don't know. I, I think it is a topic that's not – to me, it's down the road. But, Guy, I appreciate it because I think you're probably on to something later. But thanks for the call from California. Um, I think one of the more interesting things for the Steelers anyway coming up would be the draft. They're working real hard to get the NFL draft here, and that's a four-day, almost an entire week's worth of economic money uh, that would be off the charts in terms of you know what it would bring to the city of Pittsburgh. And I think that more than anything is why they want to do it. I think it would be a great place for it. It's You're located so close to all these other cities, drivable distances. People will be buying hotel rooms. Let's go to Marty in Frick Park who joins us right now on the Bob Pompiani Show. Hey, Marty. Hey, Bob, how are you? What's hey, you up? know, I just noticed the, the bronze are starting to explore suburbia. You know, originally, it seemed like over the last three years, they went from, well, we're going to explore whatever options make the most sense, to, hey, we're going to rehab the existing stadium. So now they're exploring suburbia. And it kind of makes me think about the Steelers' lease up in 2030. Where do you think they might end up? I'm thinking, I'm thinking two places, the Meadows or uh, that auto auctionery behind the uh, LaVue Center in Cranberry. Um, because I think at some point the shakedown will happen. That's and I don't blame the Rooney for that. That's the game plan in every city, right? They I don't think I, I don't think it's going to happen. They're they're in <laughs> intense negotiations right now, Marty, for refurbishments. I think that's going to happen more. And I think they're very comfortable where they are, and I don't think they're going to see it go anywhere but on the north north side of Pittsburgh. No, no. Let's let's. I mean, the Browns did that too. The Browns were in the Browns a year and a half ago, so they were going to rehab. Then what happens, Bob, is when when you bring in the architects. They're like, God, this is ridiculous. This is going to cost so much money. Why don't we just build a new stadium somewhere? Because I don't. That, I, see, I, I, think, I think I think that's going to be the arc. I don't think. I think they're very committed to where they are. I just don't. Well, I don't no, see I don't that happening. No, but I mean, just think about the meadows. Then you have. Then you. Then you know, they somehow end up with ownership of the casino because that'll probably be evolved within the next five years. Um, I don't know. That's, and, it's. I mean, anything's a possibility. I just don't see it. You're asking me what I think. I think they're just gonna they're gonna be where they are. Uh, the, you okay. Know, we'll see. I understand well, what you're saying with the Cleveland because you're right. The, the the original thought is let's do some enhancement. Who's gonna pay? Um, you know, and then if it doesn't work the way you want, then you start doing some different things from a strong arm position. But I, I just my my gut feeling tells me that's not gonna happen here. So. All right, Bob. All right, Marty. But thank you. I appreciate it because it's always something when you got a looming lease and that's seven years away, six years away, uh, that'll speed things up for sure. Let's go to Matt in the North Hills. Hey, Matt, how are you today? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Bob. I sure. just uh, I met you years ago with Gino Sosha golfing with my sons. Dr. Sosha, yeah. Said, yeah, I remember hearing uh, as you guys were talking about what the future looks like and why they're going out of the country. I believe it all has to do with flag football. And I think that it's going to be global. And I think it's a good thing. Exercise is good. My understanding is some of the feedback from the flag football is the fans like seeing the players' faces. They like seeing the moves that they all do, those types of things. So 
just wanted to throw that out. Listen to you every Saturday, and I just wanted to put my two cents into what I think is happening with the NFL going out of the country. Matt, thank you. I appreciate that. And you might be onto something because the NFL has made a concerted effort to push flag football. In fact, they even had their first ever flag football players of the year on the NFL honors. There's a reason they're doing that. Um, we'll see where that goes. I mean, people are watching a lot of things. And again, television is the key to this. If they can get people to watch it, then they will move forward on it. Jim in Youngstown joins us right now on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Hey, Jim. Hey, Bob. Uh, well, one thing I wanted to talk about, but quickly, I just want to address. I worked um, with, around USA flag before, and as big as it's here in the States, it's just as big overseas. So I think that caller is on to something. Yeah, me too. Me and, too. And flag. But I wanted to ask you about the uh, the city of Pittsburgh doing a feasibility study about professional basketball teams coming. I know it's not likely for a couple of reasons, one of them just being there's bigger markets out there. But what do you think? Do you think the city would be receptive to a basketball team? I have said, and I've gone on record saying this multiple times, the only way a city of Pittsburgh would embrace a professional basketball team if it's one that already exists, it would tra- it would move here and it has a chance of winning. To start an exp- unless they do what the NHL did with Vegas and Seattle and just gives an expansion team every possible advantage, I don't see that. And I also think, to be honest, my opinion about it, there's too many other problems in in the city that need to be resolved. The last thing I'm thinking about is bringing a basketball team here right now. If I'm in charge of government here, um, that's not on my list. And I honestly don't think it would work. I think I think it's hard enough to win. In the, look at Pitt, for example. Pitt had a tremendous when they were a hot ticket in the uh, Big East. That's fine, but you got to be that sort of winning to make that happen. How many people would show up there? How many corporations who already spend tons of money on the Steelers, the Pirates, and the Penguins would want to spend even more money there? How many people have the wherewithal to do it? I don't know that that would work. Well, I think the NBA expansion draft would be nice because it gives you almost basically a team full of six men, which can compete, and the salary cap that the NBA has, most teams spend right at the salary cap, unlike with baseball. So I think you would see a pretty competitive product from the get-go, just like you saw in Vegas and Seattle. I, I think that would be a good running spot, at least for the NBA team. Uh, you might be onto to something. I, I just don't see it happening. Um, but uh, listen, if it does, uh, it would bring a, a bigger um, focus on Pittsburgh as a major sports city, uh, because then you'd have four of these uh, leagues in existence, which would be tough to do. Not many cities have it. Jim, thanks for the call. Appreciate that. we got to take a break. It's 412-928-9370. want to remind you once again, our sponsors, PNC Bank. Make today the day at PNC. Also, drive in style with number one Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. They got your back, not your wallet. Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call and Iron Rock Tap House. It's in Greensburg. It's a great place to go. Eat, drink, watch sports. They got it all for you at Iron Rock Tap House. I'm Bob Pompiani. Joel Nelson's behind the glass. We want more of your calls until 1. It's 412-928-9370. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. People have already gathered at the 16th Green Tea Box at the Waste Management, a.k.a. the Wasted Management Golf Tournament in Phoenix to watch a potential hole-in-one, which leads me to a prop bet. Today, Joel Nelson... One hole in one. If you had to make a bet, plus five thousand. Would you make that bet? One out of all these golfers. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What Worth heck? a little sprinkle. They get close. They have a pin location that's good. These people arrive at like five in the morning, wait, and they run as fast as they can to this uh, green. And, and man, 
the PGA, at least from this point of view, is alive and well in terms of its uh, thing about the live golf. Everybody talks about it, but they don't have a television package. You have no idea what they're doing, and most people don't want to go to um, online to watch it. Meanwhile, 412-928-9370, 412-928-9370 is the number. When you call here, I'm just curious, uh, how do you like watching the Super Bowl? Do you like being by yourself so you can concentrate on the game, just a few people around you, or do you like going out to a big jam bar uh, where a lot of people could be distracting you from your focus of the game. What do you like it? 412-928-937. Let's go to Bill in Hopewell Township, my alma mater. What's up, Bill? How are you? Hey, I got to tell you something, man. I am so proud of you. I really am, man. You do a great job. And I'm thinking back to uh, when we used to go to the Aliquippa Games and when you used to dance at Hopewell, and uh, my wife loves you, a special <laughs> thing that you did when you guys would go uh, disco dancing on Saturday. I remember this. This is Bill Fontana, one of the mentors I had growing up. And yeah, Debbie and I would, we, I lo- I've always liked dancing, Bill. You know, I mean, you got to express yourself a little bit. What's wrong with that? No, I, no but here's the question I want to ask you, okay? Because it's eating at my craw. And uh, I want to know what you think about the Aliquippa situation. I think it's terrible that the the PIAA. First of all, I, Bill, I don't know. I'm old school. I'm sure you would appreciate it. I liked the WPIAL when it had four classifications, not six. I think it's ruined a lot of the, uh, the the built-in rivalries that you used to have. It's watered down some of these conferences. But as far as them playing up to 5A, I think it's ridiculous, and I'm glad they're fighting it. And if I were them, I would put out a help wanted sound. It would say, if you want to come to Aliquippa to play football just for football intent, come on come on now. Because we're playing in 5A. We need your help. I would throw it right back at the PIAA as best I could. Well, here's the other thing I want to tell you. I think it's a big thing as far as safety goes. You know, the numbers, they just can't hang with them anymore. But the other thing, Bob, that uh, uh, I am so proud of you uh, because uh, I, I didn't teach you anything. The only thing I told you was do your homework, and you've done your homework and it, it's manifested you're one of the biggest reasons that our sports are what they are in the Pittsburgh market. And I feel lucky enough that God blessed me to know you. I mean, uh, you, you, you've just been wonderful. Well, I appreciate and, and that. And, and, and I, over the years, I've appreciated all the help that you've provided for me. Um, and, you know, with my where we lived and my dad at times needed help, you were always there for him. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you very and much. And the last thing I'm going to tell you, Bob, you ready? I go golfing with you guys, and I couldn't even come close to you. Well, I'm not as good as I used to be. I can tell you that, Bill. So you'd be closer. Oh, so to that means you're sandbagging, and you're a two <laughs> or a three. I don't mind being a sandbagger. I got I'm dealing with these guys who are sharks out there. They 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 sandbag worse than I do. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate that. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. Bill Fontana, one of the big guys uh, back in the day for me. Let's go to Mike in Uniontown. Hey, Mike, how are you? Good, Robert. Hey, Bob. You know what? I, I'm sure by now, on it, even on this show, you you overhashed the. I talked a lot about the quarterback situation, which is still. But you know what? Let 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 that Kenny sit on the bench a little bit. It ain't gonna kill him. How long was Aaron Rodgers on the bench? You know, I, I, I'm sorry. I got to go with the hot hand. I mean, I'm not saying he's the future for the Steelers. Uh, uh, Mason, I'm telling you now. He was he was ready. He was physically ready to go. I think it was one of those two, two or three games at the end, but uh, they knew not to put him in there. So what's that tell you? Bob, I'm going to shut it off and listen. Thanks. All right, Mike. Thanks. 
First off, I think Mason has a good opportunity here, even if it ends up just being a, a high-end backup. He can make a lot, a lot more money. He's he's earned that based on what happened. He got a chance. He made the most of it. Do I think he should get a legitimate chance? Yes, I do. Uh, I think he's earned that, uh, and I think that's how it should be. Mike Tomlin said that's how it will be. We'll see. Th- having said that, he also said that Kenny Pickett goes into next year as QB1, which is interesting because he had a chance in the playoff to, to go back to Pickett. who was healthy, and he didn't. So they're going to bring in somebody else, however they do it, but I think their ambition is to get him signed, bring him in here, and continue with these two and add on to the room. Uh, but thank you for the call. Appreciate that at 412-928-9370. Right now, let's go to Burton Ross Traver, who joins us on the fan hotline. What's up, Bert? Hi, Bob. Yeah, I was watching one of these Super Bowl countdown shows, and uh, they showed a statistic that I thought was very interesting. Only one a qualifying linebacker, I think that was 25 or more passes against, had a uh, better than 60% completion against uh, performance meaning that, to me, you have to throw at the linebackers in coverage. So hopefully that would be the tight ends, I think, in most coverages. And maybe if the Steelers got the tight ends into their passing game more, focus more on throwing against the linebackers, they could get a better completion uh, and move the ball a little better with their short passing game if they have to go to that. Hopefully they won't, but hey. Yeah, you know, I, I said this is a big year for Kenny Pickett. It's also a big year for Pat Fryermuth, and he needs to be targeted more. I think he's a weapon there. I do. I think he may not be at the level of a Kelsey or a Kittle or whatever, but he's a, he's a, he's a weapon, and he's a good one, and he should be used more. I think that's going to be one of Arthur Smith's um, you know, biggest things is spreading this football around to using – listen, I, I think there's a lot of good in George Pickens. He was number one in the NFL in yards per catch this year. So, and, and a lot of that was because of Mason Rudolph going down the field to him and making big yards after the catch. They got they got some talent there. They need to extract as much of it as possible, and I think the the, the offensive scheme will have a lot to do with that. Yeah, hopefully they can mix up the short, medium, and long. I think that's what they have to be able to do with their passing game and run the ball effectively. Some better formations, some wedge formations. I think they can be pretty good. Yeah, I hope so. It's going to be a tough division, as it always is. Thank you, Bert. Appreciate the call at 412-928-9370. We have Chris in Greensburg. Chris, you're on the air. What's up? Bob, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, just a couple quick questions about Pitt's football. Uh, one, uh, I'm a little concerned about how Penn State is dominating the area uh, recruiting-wise, and I was wondering uh, your thoughts on should Pitt maybe get a, um, a local high school coach like uh, Penn State did with Terry Smith to help in recruiting? And then my second question was uh, about your thoughts about the loss of uh, Charlie Partridge to the NFL. Uh, I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Well, I think Charlie Partridge is a guy who realizes that this game is changing. And he, he was one of the recruiting guys for Pitt and did a very good job, I thought. You know, he had a big voice in that. I think it's harder to recruit now than it's ever been. And some of these guys, the head coach of Boston College just quit and went took an NFL job. We see uh, out in UCLA, Chip Kelly now goes to Ohio State after Bill O'Brien had agreed to become the ROC. He leaves, and now Chip Kelly leaves. I think there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to this kind of stuff. Does Pitt uh, have a recruiting disadvantage against Penn State? Yes, and I think they always will. I just think it's very difficult. I think having said that, I think Narduzzi and his staff have done a good job bringing in a lot of good people here. The elite people are the ones that's difficult to get. And, you know, they got a transfer from Alabama now, so I'm, I'm going to be anxious to see what he can do uh, with regard to 
being a quarterback here at Pitt. But, you know, I think Penn State has – James Franklin, you can say what you want about his on-field um, coaching and clock management, all the stuff that comes with being a game-day coach. He's a very good recruiter, and he always has been and I think always will be. So should they should they bring in a, a, you know, a Terry Smith sort of – none, none of that is a disadvantage. I would do whatever I could. But I also think it, it goes beyond just Penn State here. There, there are teams that recruit this area, programs, the big ones. They know who the big people are. And with money being what it is today and how much money you have to come up with NIL, I think it's at a big disadvantage for Pitt. I just do. 412-928-9370. you got to take a break. We have Ryan. We have Dave. Ryan's in New Jersey. Dave's in Vegas. We'll talk about that and more as we continue. This is the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. We are brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. They got your back, not your wallet. Ireland Contracting. Home of the nightly sports call. Iron Rock Cap. Uh, Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone's talking about. It's right next to the live casino in Greensburg. Back to the lines we go. Ryan in New Jersey is next up. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Bob. Uh, I was calling about the Pens, but first I wanted to say I listened to most of the week, and what Starkey and uh, Big Assist from you and some others did uh, for Cook was pretty amazing. Um, that was basically the story of his life from what I could tell, which was <laughs> yep. you know, pretty, pretty, pretty much. impressive. It was like a trip and down I memory thought- lane for him. Yeah, and I did. And I thought, I think it was last January, like January 2000, maybe 23, or it might have been even 22, when he went on the air and said when his mom died. And I was thinking that maybe that was kind of the catalyst to get that plan in motion for him. I, he was a mama's boy, and I say that with all due respect. That's not an insult. That's a compliment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's yep. just one of those things. I'm glad he got to sail off. Uh, I don't know if I'd pick Fort Myers, but, I'm, <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, that's more, more, uh, more than happy for him. Um, as far as the pens go, I see the number one, and I hope Dubas sees it this way. I see the number one problem is uh, Rust, Smith, and Raquel. And by, by that, I mean $5 million each. None of them can hit a net. And, and Rust does occasionally, but he's always been very streaky. He's not really a scoring winger. He's more of like a, like a grinding type. You like to have him on your team. He's really not a scoring winger. He's not like a top prototypical winger. Um, it doesn't matter. And that, that bleeds onto the power play. If you can, don't have guys that can hit a net, um, they talk about putting Hornquist in. Oh, we need Hornquist in front. Yeah, that would help. But this team, and Malkin is doing nothing on the second line. He's no. basically out there with ice cube. No. He's, his his is production is way down on a power that play, is, absolutely. And he's not playing badly. He's playing more defense this year, and I think I've seen him about 15. So he's really he's really not playing badly. But you got he's 30, what, seven years old. you got to give the guy some help. I mean, at this point, that is really – and they played good teams well. They can hang with some of these teams. But if they need to make moves, it's the second line wing for for any for me. Uh, that's that's it. It's really not the bottom six, and the power play sucks. But you know you need you need somebody that can beat a goalie, and they just other than Jake Gensel, they don't they don't really have it. I mean Crosby and Malkin, but they're you know they're dish guys, they're pass first guys. That's not their mentality. So yep. I, I just hope that if they make a move, it's not they're talking about they need one more defenseman and they need to improve the bottom six. It's not going to matter if you don't have a second line. It's really not. No. You, you, you I agree with you, Ryan, and I and, and thank you for the call. I think, number thank one, I think I never would have thought I'd be sitting here saying they're one of the better defensive teams in the NFL and the NHL, and number two, that their power play would be next to last. It just doesn't make sense. They're getting what they want out of their goaltending. They're playing a more responsible game generally, but they're not scoring enough, and I didn't think that would be a problem. Now, you went through your list. Raquel would be number one on my list. I expected far more from him. 
And that looks like a contract that is going to be a tough one for them. It's a long-term one as well. And I'll throw in Eric Carlson. I expect more out of Eric Carlson. He came here as a Norris Trophy winner multiple times, 100 points. Okay, points, points. But it's got to be more than that, and he's not doing it to, to my liking anyway. There's time for that to change, and it must change. And Otherwise, you're going to see some action at the trade deadline. Um, you know, I don't know what Kyle Dubas will do. I think a lot of it has to do with how far he progresses with Gensel, and we'll see where it goes from there. Thanks for the call, though. Let's go out to Dave in Las Vegas. And if this is the Dave I think, um, it, it, is it Vegas Dave, my friend Dave Sherapin? You know it is, Bob. I saw the tweet <laughs> this morning. and If you guys go on to Twitter, you, you see got, him under Sports Consigliere. <laughs> you got stroke everywhere, Bob. I'm in Radio Row, Media Row now, whatever they're calling it. And Charlie Batch walks by. And I said, hey, I'm a friend of Bob Pompiani's. He turned, smiled, talked, could have been nicer. I said, Pomp's got stroke everywhere. I'm out in Vegas, and I'm all excited. So I had to call into your show, one, to say hello, two, to let you know Charlie was, was more than gracious with his time. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, he is. He's the, he's the absolute best. Number two. Las Vegas is hosting a Super Bowl. I'm having surreal moments as a kid growing up in Pittsburgh and now living here 21 years, a place that wouldn't be allowed to talk about the Super Bowl is hosting the Super Bowl. I had to call in to give you a prop that the shortest touchdown under one and a half yards. There's always a QB sneak, a pass interference in the end zone. There will be a one-yard touchdown. It's a staple every year. Nice. The consigliere is coming through. That's a good one. I never even thought about that one. Joel Nelson, you paying attention yeah. back there. That's a good one. Yeah, we, we, we've been doing this a long time, sir. You know that. We were doing it back in the day uh, a long time ago. <laughs> we were. It, when, when it wasn't allowed, <laughs> we were doing exactly. it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We know guys and, and things like that. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tell people what you're doing out there in Vegas. Right now, I'm just doing the media stuff. No okay. longer working in a book, but. For a long time, odds maker, various locations. I returned home when Paspa passed, and I spent some time in Wheeling, West Virginia, at the Wheeling Island Casino. Um, it didn't last because the company was a mess. Came back to Vegas and now doing media nonstop. So it's great. I love it. You taught me a lot. I go back to lessons a lot of the time that we spent together. You were one of my mentors back then and a friend forever. So that goes without saying. You're the best, Number Dave. Number three, Bob. Number three. Is it time to talk about the Penguins not making the playoffs? Because the odds say the no is the bet. And I'm getting worried that the way this is all going to end, I don't want it to look like the Blackhawks at the end, but I, I don't know what's going on with this team. You said it. Great defensively. Can't score. They're running out of – I mean, it's already halfway through the season – and they're out of the playoffs. It doesn't look good. No, and, and that's the thing, Dave. How much, how big of a hole can they dig? Uh, back in the day, they could climb out of it. I don't know if the way they're not putting a puck in the net on a consistent basis if they can do that. So points are precious. Uh, I'm I'm really almost out of time here. I want to get a couple more on, but Dave, I want to say thanks. And by the way, your oversized hat looks good. I've been seeing it on Twitter. I appreciate it. But <laughs> I look the fact that you were you were a bookmaker one time and you did these odds. I think that's a great bet. Say it again. So it's shortest pass. What is it again? It's the shortest touchdown in the Super Bowl, one and a half yards. You can bet over or under. 
The common think is to bet over, but the actual best play is to bet under one and a half yards for the longest touchdown or the shortest touchdown in the Super Bowl. So it certainly makes sense. Dave, all the best, man. Thank you for checking in. Appreciate it, man. You as well, sir. Have a great rest of the day. All right. Dave in Vegas used to be here in Pittsburgh. I worked with him for a while, went into the uh, odds-making business, a very good one at that. So that's a good one. A little bet for you, shortest touchdown bet, a yard and a half. He says pass interference, you know, first and goal at the one, quarterback sneak, whatever. All right, let's squeeze in Scott in the car real quick. Hey, Scott, how are you? Hey, Tom, always ready to talk to you, man. Sorry I missed you down at Mike the other day. I got a chance to talk to your lovely wife for a while. Yeah, um, she was bartending. I'm glad you did. She enjoyed that. Yeah. She's awesome. Hey, real quick about the Pirates, Bob. Um, I guess they're not going to uh, dip into the free agent uh, pool very, very deeply. They're going to stay in the short end of the pool again. Um, but here's my thought. I'm going to here's my thought. I'm going to get your opinion real quick. Um, there's two free agent pitchers out there. I say give them both one year deal, Snell and Bauer. And and if you're not in contention, you could easily flip them at the deadline for a haul. Both of them, if they have good years, and it, and it, it puts a stamp of of, uh, of 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 like a legitimate team. Uh, on the field, Bob gives the players in the clubhouse something to, to, to play behind, and I think it sends the fans a little message like, "Hey, we actually are trying." Without that, Bob, what they've done so far is laughable. It's, yeah, they know. they have not done a lot. I agree with you, Scott, and I, and I wouldn't mind that at all. And even if it is just for that reason, do something <coughs> that gives people an opportunity to be, be a little optimistic. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Kind of running out of yeah. time. Only squeezing John and Butler because he was kind enough to call. John, you'll be the last caller today. What's up? Hey, Bob, just wanted to give a comment on uh, Rudolph and uh, Pickett. I think the Steelers are looking at it this way. They know what they have in Mason Rudolph. He is a pocket passer. Give him the protection. He can get the job done throwing the ball. With Pickett, if you can give him an offensive line that's really good, keep him in the pocket, he can get the ball down the field, but he also has other options. You can roll the pocket with him. He can run better. He's a better athlete. And you just said about the tight ends, what game did Pat Fryermuth have his best game of the season? Yeah, against the Bengals. Yeah, the 10-catch okay, one. So, yep. And then I saw a couple passes in that game down the sideline to Pickens. Couldn't throw the ball better than that. So got to be careful with, uh, you know, what, what we're trying to do here. And, and we want we want a guy to be terrific right off the bat. I think I think this all came after Canada left, too. And, of course, Trubisky, look at how he played. He played lousy for three games, and Mason came in, and he was lights out. So, yeah, we're excited about Mason Rudolph, but let's not give up on Pickett yet. No, I hear you, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much for the call, and that'll be it, John. Thank you. You're the final one of the day. I want to remind you that Sun Weather is brought to you by – the weather is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet, and the weather says today that it's going to be 60 degrees. It's very golfable. As Paul Alexander, and I love that, um, that quarter zip, the WPGA, I love it. I have the same one. Uh, reminds me we should be out playing golf instead of doing this, but we're doing this, and you got four more hours of it coming up. So, um, sun weather, sun, I keep saying sun weather, sun Chevrolet with the weather, and it's going to be 61 or more today, the record 65 tonight, some uh, drizzle moving in, low of 35. That's your sun weather. So, Paul Alexander's up next. Real quick, who do you like? I like San Francisco. Um, I like them. They're just not going to win. Yeah, they are. No. Yeah, they are. No, write it down. You're giving Patrick Mahomes. Yep. It's points. Time. It's write time. it down. Nope. Call your call your neighborhood bookie. Did you hear Dave Sherapin, the sports consigliore? He's a friend of mine. He he does all this. He said the best bet is the 
uh, over under shortest touchdown, one and a half. And he always is right because there's always going to be some pass in for somewhere. The ball oh, yeah, goes down. First and then, goal from the one. Yeah, and then somebody scores on a quarterback sneak. That's a good bet. I never even thought about that bet. So, I like whatever uh, McCaffrey, whatever his number is, he's going over. Especially passing he's gonna receptions. Have a day. He's, he's going to have yeah, a day. I agree. All right. That's going to wrap it up for me. Paul is here. Uh, and we'll do it again next week. Uh, thank you for joining us here. I always appreciate the feedback. Joel Nelson, thank you for your expertise. That's going to do it for us. Big thank you to our sponsors once again. PNC Bank, Number One Cochrane, Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, Ireland Contracting, Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Great place to hang out and watch some sports like tomorrow's Super Bowl. You'll see it on KDKA all day, pre-post game. We got it for you on the home of the Super Bowl 58, KDKA TV and CBS Sports. Paul Alexander up next. I'm Bob Pompey. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next time.